What's up, family? You are tuned into Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. From KPFA Radio and the Pacifica Network, I'm your host, Kat Brooks. Hip-hop is turning 50, and several Bay Area folks are being inducted into the Bay Area hip-hop archives. Some of our folks are joining us this morning. We are joined by Davey D, a multimedia journalist, professor, hip-hop historian, DJ, activist, speaker, and commentator with a long history of playing and reporting on hip-hop. What's happening, Davey D? I'm good, Kat. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Glad to have you on the show. We don't do this very often. Also joined by Anita Johnson, a nationally recognized award-winning broadcast journalist and veteran executive producer of KPFA's very own Hard Knock Radio. What's happening, Anita? Hey, Kat. Good morning. Hey, hey. Good morning. And the one, the only powerhouse vocalist, songwriter, producer, activist, entrepreneur, my sister from another mister who creates sound experiences <laughs> and products that are sure to stir your soul, inspire your mind, and move your body. The high priestess of Oakland, California, Jennifer Johns. What's happening, Jen? Good morning. <laughs> good morning. Oh, your voice in the morning does me so good. Just know I'm going to talk to you in the morning does me good. Your spirit, your spirit. Um, David D., I'm going to throw this first uh, question to you. Hip-hop is turning 50. What is the birth story of hip-hop? Well, I mean, to put it succinctly, August 11th, 1973, uh, a guy by the name of Cool Herc, along with his sister, Cindy Campbell, uh, did a back-to-school party. And they uh, threw this party in um, in the basement or the rec center of their building, 1520 Cedric Avenue. Of course, at that party, nobody was thinking hip-hop. It was just a way for uh, Herc's sister to raise some money to buy school clothes. But that was the first of many parties to come where Herc was the center and his sister uh, would later go on to help set these parties up. Um, eventually, uh, Herc started to develop a technique where he was isolating uh, the percussion breakdown of records and uh, just playing the drums. And those uh, that became known as the breakbeats. And that set off a trend uh, that spread throughout the Bronx where I'm from. Um, I remember growing up, you know, having a cool Herc tape was a big deal. Um, I was too young to go to those those parties, but you heard about them and you heard the tapes. And it wasn't long before everybody else started to mimic what he was doing. Um, you know, myself, I got into emceeing. Um, others started DJing. And uh, people started a new dance, a dance that we now know is breaking or breakdancing. And a lot of that was recognized by Herc when he saw the energy level picking up and people really starting to break, you know, just go off with their dancing when he would isolate those uh, drum beats and play the breaks. And so that's the uh, that's the narrative. That's the birth story of uh, this culture that is all around the world. Anita, our listeners at KPFA know you as the executive producer and sometimes host a Hard Knock Radio, but your relationship to the world of hip-hop comes before hip-hop journalism and hip-hop radio. Can you tell us about your earlier days as a rapper going by MC Rain and some of the groups wow. that you've collaborated with? <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, you know, I really don't talk about this much, um, but, you know, I've performed with people like Lettucey, uh, before she was known to be, you know, the 
fabulous, amazing entertainer that she is now. Uh, people like Mingus Mungus, uh, which was a, or they're no longer in existence, but they, you know, they were a Charles Mingus tribute band. Uh, Carlos Santana, um, Benny Redfield, um, you know, folks throughout the Bay, you know, back, I won't say back, back in the days, but <laughs> pretty much like, you know, that was what I did. And then from that, I moved into journalism. Um, but had it not been for hip hop and that relationship and performance, there would be no way that I would have moved into that direction. It was just, it just it was a natural progression. It was just, you know, godsend. I mean, to keep it simple as that. Can you talk about being a female MC then and the shifts and changes you've seen in the industry for female MCs now? Wow, great question. Um, I think, you know, if we're looking at 50 years in, with, you know, hip hop turning 50, I think the difference is that the voice for me personally was more stronger. It was stronger in the sense that, you know, I think, you know, when you think about salt and pepper, uh, and the way in which, or Eve talking about domestic violence, right? There were certain subjects mm-hmm. that women would bring to the forefront in hip hop that I don't think is happening as consistently as it did back then. You know, when we're looking at HIV and things of that nature and, and sex, you know, there's certain conversations. That, I mean, I love, you know, um, people like Cardi B and things of that nature, but it's more about a WAP. And, 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 you know, and there's certain things that she does on the personal side that she brings certain things to the, the forefront. But I think back in the days, the music and the women were very vocal on certain issues that directly impacted us. That's, that's yeah, that's my take on it. Do you have any thoughts about what has caused that shift? Because I think on a broader level, too, hip hop in general used to be more political than it is now. Yes. Yes, commercialism. Uh, you know, we are we capitalism. You know, we we understand how the system is set up. To I mean, hip hop has been so significant, and instrumental in a sense of actually bringing people of color's voices to the table. And I think at some point the system was able to see, you know, and, and it's still debatable though, right? But I think um, it's not and it's not acting in our best interest at all times. Um, and I just think there needs to be some kind of culture shift and change. Why? Other than the fact that, you know, I think, you know, you know, based on your question, and I think I'm going to blame it on capitalism. I'm going to blame it on commercialism. I'm going to, people in higher up in power are, you know, not necessarily invested in, um, folks of color in that sort of way. So that's not what they're pushing, you know, but that's on us as hip hop artists and musicians to really change and shift that narrative. You know, people like, Jay Johns, you know, Jennifer Johns is a prime example. She does that. She does all of that, you know. But will she always get, you know, the shine that she so deserves in the same platform like, say, a Cardi B? That's the conversation. Mm. Jen Johns, this is a great segue because I want to bring Jen into the conversation. Jennifer Johns, the album of yours right now that I have in my rotation is God Speak. And I meditate to that album. It is um, gorgeous and <laughs> and pays attention to all of the chakras, not hip hop. I don't think a lot of people know your ties to hip hop. Why don't you uh, <laughs> spit some game for the people, bring them up on the knowledge. Yeah, I mean, I I am hip hop, right? Hip hop is a culture, you know, right? Like we get caught up and think that hip hop is music. Uh, hip hop is culture. Hip hop is about peace, love and having fun. Hip hop is about bringing people together. Um, you know, I remember listening to Davey D on KMEL before the media monopoly laws changed. So, like, 
when you were talking about what shifted that you couldn't have was it three more than three or six uh radio stations newspapers or whatever in any given market um and the thing that shifted was that law for in, from my perspective we went from you know a few different owners of, of radio stations to like one or two major owners of everything across the, the nation and potentially the world and so um my roots in hip-hop in a lot of ways start with davy d they start with sway they start with listening to hip-hop and being politically educated as a young person and activated by the the things that i was hearing um and then my early music was all digital two turntables and a microphone so i might have been singing but you know i remember the first time i played with krs1 he got on stage with me and was like yo check out the female mc and we turned it into a hook he was like yo check out the female mc and i was like but but i'm not an mc and he wound up guiding me into rapping by responding to him <laughs> um mm. and so he uh but immediately identified me as a teacher and and movement maker in the space um because hip-hop is not just about a hot 16. it's not just about breaking it's about a culture it's about knowing that um our collective awareness and ability to transform minds uh through our artistic pieces is paramount we understand that uh, the culture of hip hop is greater than the skin that we're in, right? Like to me, that that hip hop has been able to to discuss what our what skin we're in, but it speaks from a space that is greater than the skin that we're in, and and that's how I'm hip hop. Davy D, from your vantage point, what does this marker of time, fifty years, mean to you? Um, I look at it as a new beginning. I look at it as, uh, you know, I think the way that it's being framed is that it's 50 years and after this, after tomorrow, it all ends. And to me, it's like, no, this, this is the new beginning. This is the, the start of, of uh, redirecting our energy, uh, correcting things that we felt were lacking and moving things to our higher levels. Uh, I didn't, expected to be um, where we're at now, um, being taught in over 2,000 classrooms on the university campuses around the world, um, getting ready to have it enter into the Olympics next year, uh, having uh, folks uh, doing all the things that they're doing. We never saw that. And if you really look at the trajectory of hip-hop compared to other genres, we're actually way ahead of where folks were 50 years after the so-called beginnings of their respective genres. And I think we're going to continue to uh, to take it to new heights. Uh, I'll just close by saying we have to shift our focus and not um, get caught up in music industry culture. There's a difference. Music industry culture has a value and it has parameters and it has a way in which it operates. And much of what we kind of are engaging is seeing music industry. You know, that's what Anita was uh, alluding to. That's what Jennifer was alluding to. Um, they come along and they have an ethos, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Hip hop is, you know, swept under that. And then they formulate it, formula, uh, put a formula around it. But there's so much more going on, and I think it's up to us to really tap in. So I'm looking forward to the next 50 years, and I'm looking forward to having this conversation when we celebrate 
the 100th anniversary of hip hop, and we come back on yes. your show. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, Jen Johns, how did you feel finding out you was going to be inducted into the Bay Area Hip Hop Archives? And what are you looking forward Humbled. to most in the event that's happening tomorrow night? Humbled. 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 So humbled. Um, when Jahi asked me, it it made sense because Jahi asked me. Um, he he essentially put me on my very first tour, which was with Gift of Gab in 2004. Um, I had just put out Heavy Electromagnetic Solar Poetic Jungle Hop. Um, and <laughs> Gab, and, right, say that three times fast. I say that every time. Um, and uh, Gab took me on my very first tour through Europe. It was 45 days. We did 39 dates, 11 different countries. We played in, in stadiums. Um, we played with so many different kinds of people from Shaka Khan and Mary J. Blige to, you know, Talib and uh, Brand Nubian and Common. Like, it was all over the place. Um, and so I was humbled because it's brought back all of my two turntables and a microphone route. Um, you know, I'm amongst the youngest people being inducted. And so uh, it just reminds me that I've been in this culture since I can remember. And um, and I'm just so grateful, you know, to be inducted alongside people like Gift of Gab and Zion and I and Davey. Like, and Anita, like, how does it, what, 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 what? <laughs> so, um, yeah, just humbled. Anita, 60 seconds, final thoughts. Uh, I'm honored as well, and I'm humbled, and uh, I appreciate uh, the opportunity to have this conversation with these amazing folks uh, that you brought in the symbol today on the show. And then just overall, it's just, I'm just, I'm happy. I'm just happy to be a part of it all. I'm happy for y'all. Davey D, final thoughts? Um, I'm happy to be a part of this. And, you know, just so people know, the archives is where we're keeping our papers and the things that mm -hmm. we've accumulated, not just museums, but our intellectual, you know, musings and writings and journals and all that. And um, they got all my tapes. They got all my writings. And so that <laughs> will be available eventually for a lot of people I have over 40 years worth of material. So I'm happy about it That's and so humbled good. to be a part of that. We've been speaking to Davey D, a multimedia journalist, professor, hip-hop historian, DJ, activist, speaker, and commentator with a long history of playing and reporting on hip-hop. He is the veteran host of KPFA's very own Hard Knock Radio. Anita Johnson is a nationally recognized award-winning broadcast journalist and veteran executive producer of KPFA's Hard Knock Radio. And Jen Johns is a powerhouse vocalist, songwriter, producer, activist, and entrepreneur who creates sound experience and products that are sure to stir your soul, inspire your mind, and move your body. Hashtag facts. You've been listening to Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. That's it for this episode, family. You can find more information about topics and guests in this episode's show notes. Law and Disorder is produced at KPFA. That's listener-supported radio on the Pacifica Network. The show is produced by Jesse Strauss and hosted by me, Kat Brooks. Our theme music was composed by Steve Rask in the Fort Knox Five. If you like what you heard, please follow us on social media at Law and Dis, that's D-I-S, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Feel free to holler at us about something you heard or send us a show idea at lawanddisorder at kpfa.org. You can also find our content live at 8 a.m. weekdays on KPFA. That's 94.1 FM in the Bay Area. Our show and all of KPFA's programs are funded exclusively by you, the listener. And if you're in a position to support us, please donate today at kpfa.org. Take care of yourself and take care of each other. We all we got, fam.